Welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Pod. I'm Lauren. I'm Jai. Hey. This is weird. I feel like I haven't done a new one in a while, but I guess it's been, I don't know, I guess it's been two weeks, but it just feels like what do you I mean haven't a new done one? a new one. Well, last week I had the preview from Patreon up for our Troop Beverly Hills episode. So technically U-Turn was the last like new episode mm. that we did. So it wasn't last week. It was like the week before. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm watching a movie, a 90s movie again, because I was watching, like, Melrose Place for Patreon. I watched Nip Tuck for Patreon, which oh, is going to be out that. this <laughs> weekend. Hint, hint, sign up for the Patreon. I fucking love Nip Tuck so much. Um, yeah, I just forgot how off the rails that show is. So I haven't watched a 90s movie in a minute. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah, Stealing Beauty is what we're talking today from 96. I mean, I'm stoked. This is the perfect summer movie. I know. It's really beautiful. Um, I've seen it once before only. And I I was like, I can't really remember if I was 15 or 16, but um, it was definitely before 99. Oh, cool. I think I, I have only seen this movie maybe twice before. So this is like my third time. So I don't remember a lot of it, but I only remember, I mean, literally the very beginning when I was starting watching, I was like, Liv Tyler is so beautiful. I like, it makes me sick. I, oh yeah. I, I think literally everyone has the same, um, you know, she has the same impact on everyone when they, when they watch this movie. She is, she's like flawless. It's I insane. Mean, her eyes, her lips, uh, she's like breathtaking. It's weird. So she's like a painting kind yeah, of. Yeah, she she really is like an Italian painting. Yeah, and also I love that she's like brunette, mm-hmm. um, not like blonde, you know, because in the nineties there were so many blondes. Like I mean, and she's super tall, and she's like not stick skinny. Like it, yeah. like it was in 96 when everybody was like stick skinny. I know. She's always been kind. I mean, I wouldn't say curvy, but normal. Like Yeah, she's like normal. Like a normal girl, you know. I don't think she um, was working out in the 90s. She doesn't have that kind of body type. She seems like a normal girl who I just woke up like this, you know. And I, Literally, yeah. And I look like this. <laughs> it's kind of insane. The whole time I was like, God, this is kind of mind-blowing that she's just so pretty <laughs> like and, and the and clothes too i was like she's wearing the simplest clothes. clothes and she just looks amazing and everything but also she's a great actress and this mm-hmm. is like her first leading role and it, she was incredible in it she was great in empire records which was right before yeah, this but it's different you know well, yeah yeah like... but i mean she all i think she was better than i think a lot of people thought even in empire records like that was a silly movie but she was really good in that. I feel like her and Renee was... Zellweger were really good in that that movie, they and not were, just like you like know. Because the movie isn't like a serious film, I think it's hard to appreciate them as like good actresses. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's... I don't. I think it's harder to be a comedic actor, which a lot of you them say think? it is. It's very hard. Yeah, drama's mm. pretty easy. Not easy in like the way that it's like anyone can do it, but I feel like comedy depends a lot on like timing and the other person you're acting with so it's really mm. hard to like get the rhythm and to make people laugh and to even deliver it in a funny way and either decide if you're going to be dry about it if you're going to be slapstick about it if you're it's really hard i feel like i'm so much respect for people who are comedic actors because even like i was just doing nip talk and even Like, that show, for them to... And anyone, really, in those dramedy shows, for them to be able to waver between drama and comedy at the same time 
is so hard like shameless yeah, like a show I like that that's true you that know it's true. hard like how do you make this really serious thing funny and then go back to being serious and then something tragic happens and so drama like this movie is like a visual kind of portrait I think of this movie almost like last days where the plot is not as important. It's basically like we're just watching this person go through this like visual portrait situation. So it's kind of easy to pull sadness out. But to do both, I think, is... This is great that she was able to carry a film by herself. I mean, that alone, you know? I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I mean... I don't know. I feel like I see it through a completely different lens now as an adult. Like, it's really weird. Like, when I watched it the first time, I was like, I really liked it. But I feel like, um, I feel, I like it still. But I, I feel like the men, all the men in it are just pretty creepy. And I yeah, they are. But I didn't see that before, Me which is either. weird. Because, does that? Do you think it was just because the nineties were different, and we weren't as, in a way, it was more normal, so we were kind of used to it? Do you think? I think I probably think so. I watched this not in the nineties though. I rented this on Netflix when it had discs, like oh, in the yeah. mail, and I watched this because. Uh, I knew Bertolucci from The Dreamers. Mm-hmm. So I saw that he did Stealing Beauty, and I think I that's why I rented this. So I didn't see it when it came out. It was like 03, 04, whenever. So even then, I didn't notice the guys were that creepy. I was just hmm. like, oh. I, I mean, I guess I just didn't even remember. I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. But yeah, the guys were definitely like really creepy when they found out she was a virgin. Like, that was kind of odd, how it, like, went around the whole villa. Oh, and just the I way know. that it was, the way that it was, like, talked about was just weird. I mean, it's not weird that they were talking about it in general, but just the way that it came off was just kind of strange. I know, but I did like what some, like, one of them said, I can't remember who, said, like, oh, we have nothing else to do but to talk about other people because we're all here and there's, like, not much going on. Mm-hmm. So that obviously makes sense, you know what I mean? And also, they're much older than her, and then she's just, like, this beautiful, like, 19-year-old girl who happens to be a virgin. So I do get the fascination. Um, And also, like, they all knew her mom, so... Mm-hmm. But it's just funny because I didn't, I didn't think of the film then how I do now. Like, because I hadn't seen The Dreamers because I hadn't come out yet because I watched this in the 90s and Dreamers came out in, like, early 2000s. So mm-hmm. I had only seen uh, Last Tango in Paris and what's the I other think, film? I think I saw part of that. Is that the one the, with Marlon Brando? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see. I think I started watching it and I was like, this is not great. And again, it's insane to think the way I thought about that movie and now as a, you know, as an adult, I just can't. So this is the issue for me. Like, for some reason, I was engrossed out by all the, the creepy male characters in the film, but I am kind of now. Um, even the young ones, like, P- is it Piccolo? Whatever his name oh, is. Niccolo. Niccolo. Who is like, I hate him. Like, Ugh. I he's awful and it's also gross. not even cute and he's no. just disgusting and i don't understand why she's obsessed with him or not obsessed but kind of infatuated with him but um yeah it just made me think about like how bertolucci is like very talented was very t- talented but 
and not all his films were like highly sexual, but he has a few that you know that, that are typical like male fantasies, but mm-hmm. like, uh, but done beautifully. So I feel like this movie still is like really stunning, and I like the story a lot. It's not just like sex or anything, you know, which mm-hmm. I I respect. But I feel like for me, he would forever be shadowed by what happened in last tango and is that the that's the butter thing right yeah the rape scene because yeah, it's I like it's not even it's not the even the the fact that there is a rape scene is the fact that all the um how, how that unfolded i suppose because you know like do you know the whole scandal about it is that the actress didn't know what wait is who who is the woman it's marlon brando who's the woman i can't remember her name oh gosh let me check she um yeah i didn't she has like a like a um, kind of german maria schneider yeah maria schneider so like so she didn't know about the rape scene no one told her until right before it was filmed because it wasn't in the script what it wasn't no this is why it's so fucked up so I know we're going off topic a little bit. No, that's we're fine. Talking same about the director. director. Yeah, so, same like, director. Right before the film, they, they filmed that scene, they told her and she was so upset. But she didn't, she was too young, I guess, and didn't think. And she actually did a lot of interviews afterwards saying, I, I should have called my agent. I should have called a lawyer because that wasn't in the script. But I didn't know any better. And I just kind of forced myself to to go on set she's like the tears that you see are real tears like i was truly upset and i feel slightly violated like i actually felt like raped oh my god and and also the butter i mean the, the whole thing i just so knew there was up. like a stick of butter thing that happened in it but i don't know yeah i didn't get that far in the movie so i was just it's like it's awful oh. and i think it was like her work against Bertolucci's because he kept saying, oh, it was in the script. She just uh, wasn't mature enough to, to film that. Yeah, he kind of blamed her. You're saying, oh, no. Oh, she wasn't mature enough. She didn't understand the film. And she was like, it wasn't in the script. Do you know? Did Brando uh, say anything? Did Marlon Brando so ever say anything about it? He just, apparently he comforted comfort her and I kind of told her like it's okay it's just a film it's not happening in real life don't worry but that's all he said and apparently they were quite close um and they remained friends but she never spoke to Bertolucci after the film wow and then apparently Brandon like say years later that he also felt a little bit violated even though he was like 40 at 45 year old man because he's just like Oh, because Bertolucci then released, I think, I can't really remember the date, so don't judge me, but somewhere in the, like, maybe 2010 or, or like, around after that, um, they released another cut of the film. And apparently there were, like, new um, scenes of Brando, like, you could see, like, everything. Um. What? But but yeah, but then apparently, oh, oh, oh I think Bertolucci just said like, oh yeah, like he Brando found out that there were like new scenes of him, and Bertolucci said yeah, they're just for me. I wasn't gonna release them, but it's still kind of weird, you know. For you, like, 
Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I guess for he's like, I I actually don't know. According to Wikipedia, the first the first sentence on Last Tango to Paris in production, it says Bertolucci developed the film from his sexual fantasies. Oh, he, well, yeah. he once I dreamed mean, of seeing obvious. a beautiful, nameless woman on the street and having sex with her without ever knowing who she was. No, but this is the thing. This is like the, the theme, right? Like, look at this film. It's like, it's all the men... Bit, mm-hmm. Like fantasizing a a young like a nineteen year old virgin who's beautiful. This is like the thing that's so fucked up. But like, yes, he made great movies and he was an amazing director. And I think a lot of his films are listed in as like part of the hundred like greatest films of all time. But still, it doesn't take away from the fact that he is just fucking like creepy and he's still um you know film his own fantasies pretty much. He did some like questionable retellings of yeah what he wanted to do. Yeah, and Liv Tyler also didn't want to be nude. Yeah, she didn't want to. Yeah, that was another thing that I saw that she didn't want to be topless. She was like railing against it, and she lost. Not just topless, but you see a lot more. Yeah, you see like her crotch because they shoot it from the bottom. From the bottom, typical male, male like please Um, it's like really a damn shame that well not a damn shame but it just really works against our favor for women that like no one wants to shoot a dude like that because it's not like we have any female directors shooting men in like the same way because like men don't look like that naked on film you know what i mean like but also women we don't want to not being funny but like i don't i mean maybe we're the only ones here but I don't think we, we're obsessed with wanting to see a penis, like, on TV. That's the thing, because they're fucking ugly, and nobody wants to see a whole bunch of... I mean, come on, there's a reason why there are a bunch of nude women painted throughout history, and not that many men. Like, come on. There's a funny Seinfeld about it, where, like, I think Jerry has a girlfriend who's naked. Like, she's naked in his apartment all the time, and he, like, talks to Elaine about it, and she's like... And he's like, you know, I'm gonna start being naked around her, and then she's like... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, what? She can do it. And she's like, uh, being naked is not a good look for a man. She's like, nobody wants to see that. She's like, women, naked women. It's like a work of art. It's paintings. It's whatever. It's like beautiful. She's like, you guys, it's utilitarian. It's like a Jeep. <laughs> it's really yeah. funny. I mean, the, the thing is for women, it's slightly different, right? Like, you, like so many shows and movies show their, like, their breasts their bum and sometimes quite low down there even though there's like pubic hair and all but men you only see their bums and that's or it. they're fake penises like in euphoria <laughs> they're fake like you've got all the girls naked doing whatever and the guy who was like nate's dad he was like yeah it was prosthetic and i was like so wait the girls oh, are out yeah. here naked but like all these guys just get prosthetic penises like whatever boogie nights all that shit i was like so we all think we're getting something even though who the fuck cares but then it's prosthetic anyway so you guys are still not even being completely naked i applaud the actors who are like the male actors who are like, yeah, I'll be naked. Like, it's not fair, you know? Like, if she is and we're in a scene together, I'll do it too. Like, it's right. weird, you know? I mean, I feel like, uh, because we've been recently, we stopped now because this is when Game of Thrones got shitty, but we've been rewatching it. And obviously, as you know, there's a lot of nudity in that shit. And incest. Just like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, but that was kind of... I know, of that was thing in the Middle Ages, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But again, like it's, I mean, you do see the occasional penis, that is true. But still, it's like filmed by men. You know, the directors, producers are men. And this is like, it's just like boring, honestly. I know. It's very few men can do. Like, I feel like this movie is one of those rare exceptions that I feel like I did feel like it was somewhat predatory, but there were some things that balanced it out. Right, exactly. That that's how I feel too. Like it somehow, um, it worked because it is a, it's a very strong story about like the you know really if only one, if only like everyone's first time was this magical and beautiful. I right? mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, which I mean doesn't With really Mazzy happen. With Star playing in the background. <laughs> Another thing, amazing soundtrack. I mean, if they the had not gotten me with the true. soundtrack, like, there are a lot of things they could have done that would have been like, but this movie like, sucks. Okay, was it necessary to see Liv Tyler's crotch, for example? No, that's the what? thing. That was a camera choice. Was it necessary to see... Um, yeah, I mean, sorry, but it's true. Like, you see him literally fingering her with the underwear. Still, it is very much like he's doing that. Do you know and what I mean? he was clothed! He was literally fully oh, yeah, clothed. You didn't even see his bum. You don't um, see him without a shirt on. True. <laughs> like, he's fully clothed. And then the other thing is that, I mean, very enough, he didn't know that he was like, leave Tyler, well, Lucy's dad. But the whole thing where he's painting her, drawing her, and it's like, she has to like, show the boo, expose yeah. the boo. It's like... <laughs> I was like, this is her dad. Like... <laughs> This is really odd. I mean, I know people are a bit less puritanical than they are in America, but, like, this is a bit much, I think. Like... Oh, well, I think... I don't think he... It is because when you realize that he didn't know she was um, his daughter. So it is possible that he kind of fantasized a little bit about her until the moment he found out that he, you know... Which is fucked up, but the, the whole boob... It was unnecessary. Like it's, I don't know. I just. It's there's so we get there's so many of these people now. Like we have Gaspar No, who's another like one of the newer oh, gen of these like men who film like that rape scene in Irreversible. I mean, we could talk about how fucking horrible that is for like I didn't hours. Oh, it's terrible. I, I, would, I, I hear about it on like, a guy. So cons. no, like I I can't. But like he's in that vein where it's like. The movie, like, things around the movie are good. Like, we may see, like, you know, this is great. The fucking this and that. That movie Love was trash. And I was was like, it was so bad. And I remember seeing the press for it. And they were like, unsimulated, 3D, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, is this going to be porn with a story or what? it was literally porn. I mean... Yeah, and I was like, no, this is porn. There's no story here. Like, where's the the story? This is the difference between Bertolucci and someone like that guy right because at least he has a really strong st- story and script and like it's beautifully shot and whatever so like at least Bertolucci gives us that scene in the pool where everyone is naked yeah everyone and you, around and you is, do see yeah. like all the men kind of like you know yeah everyone like which is I mean that's great that it's not just one person, you know what I mean? It's not just, like, the one girl, and it's, like, her one scene and all that kind of stuff. And we do get that, like, bit where she's with Niccolo, and then she's like, get off me! 
And at first, oh, I remember yeah. watching it, oh, God. and I was, I was like, thinking... oh, no, I hope something bad's not... Because he me wasn't too. stopping. Me too, me too. And she kept being like, no, no, wait, wait, wait. And then she, like, finally, like, pushed him off. And I was like, he's so gross. I was like, get him out of here. I was like, we don't want him. Get him out of here. Like, this is crazy. But yeah, I mean, also The Dreamers is, like, one of my favorite movies. And thank the Lord, they're all age-appropriate, although two of them are siblings right. so that's another weird well, thing yeah. thrown in there so it's not like but really I, I do love that film but though. i do I love do. that movie yeah me too and we don't see anything between them it's all like kind of hinted you know like it's all kind of there but not there mm. like you don't actually see them like doing anything i, I mean, don't think it's just like the film is really stunning and i love it you have to wonder what's his mind you know what's in Bertolucci's mind I know. Like, making these films you know like really do you fantasize about having a sister who's like beautiful and you know, like like a twin it's it's kind of like but I, I still find it at least interesting you know that he's exploring that and like and that we didn't see anything between the siblings but I mean I mean but, good um, art is uncomfortable you know it provokes right, reaction right, exactly. and, and conversation so as long as no one's being exploited, but it looks like they were on Last Tango in Paris, so. Right, that and also Liv Tyler didn't want to be naked, and that is. She was she 17. Said, I, was, I didn't want to be naked to the last second that I didn't want to do it, do you know? And like, he, she, she lost it. Yeah, yeah, she's like, I lost that up until the end. I like, I kind of lost that, that, that um, battle. I was like, that's sad. I know. Like, that's really sad that, like, she couldn't just be like, no. You know, like, I'd be like, my dad's Steven Tyler. Like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> like, are you crazy? Like, no way. But, I mean, I guess she seems so nice and so, like, down to earth. Is she still with the guy from Space Hog? She's so married to him. I don't know anything about her. I literally just. Oh yeah, she's married to the guy from Space Hog. I saw her beautiful house in New York in Art Digest. No, she's not. She divorced him in '09. Like last year, and I was like, I like her. She's cool, but Mm -hmm. I don't. You know, I don't follow what celebrities are doing. (laughs) She's like one of the few celeb. She's like forty six. She still looks fucking amazing. She looks great. Yeah, she's one Mm -hmm. of the few celebrities that I have to say. I would buy, like, a beauty line from. Like, I feel like I trust her. And she's always been, like, pretty natural and pretty, like, chill about everything. And I feel like if she was trying to sell me something, I'd probably buy it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like her. I think she's cool. And and she's, like, Lord of the Rings. I mean, her career has been insane. Oh, I, I mean, she's really... I just haven't really watched, besides Lord of, the, Lord of the Rings, I haven't really watched any of the films with her in. Like, I just oh, don't, don't Armageddon, know. which well, is... that one. Yeah, I mean, she's been in some big ones, some blockbusters. Right, but I don't watch those ones, like, for the most part, besides Armageddon, but we were so young. The Strangers, did you see The Strangers? Mm-mm. Ooh, that was scary. It's with um, Ben from Felicity, plays her husband. Oh, and really? Yeah, yeah, you should watch it. And they go out to, like, a country house or something, and, like, these people start um it's actually really funny because the strangers came out in like 08 and the reason why i wanted to see it this is like such a fashion thing is because i heard that Gemma ward was doing her first like i was a big fan of Gemma ward like the model and i heard that she was gonna be in a movie and i was like oh she's gonna be in a movie cool and she was in the movie 
she's like one of the people that comes to like torture them and stuff and i was like cool but you should watch it it's actually really scary they made some sequels but the sequels were never as good as the first one but yeah it's ben from felicity so now that you know him um and Liv tyler so that was really good but she's done like the leftovers i don't know if you've ever seen that show it was on for like two seasons on hbo no definitely Um, nobody would heard of it Oh, it's good. It's, like, her and Justin Thoreau and, like, a few other people. So she's done, like, some cool... I don't think... What's the last thing she did? Oh, she's in that show... Oh, she was in the movie Ad Astra, that movie Brad Pitt was in. I didn't see that. You know, I watched that, but I don't remember her in it. But I I did watch that one. Yeah, so she's in that. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't amazing. I I was, like... I was... Disappointed? feeling kind of, like, okay... Oh, all right. Oh, she's going to be in the new Captain America Brave New World. So she's oh. getting her check then. <laughs> she's getting her Marvel check now. <clears throat> so good for her. But um, yeah, do you have any... Oh, well, this movie came out June 14th, 1996. It came out, like, I think in March in Italy. Like, it came out a bit before it did here. But this was written by Bertolucci and also based on a story by Susan Mino. So I don't know if, like... I think she probably did the screenplay with him, but I think it's Bertolucci's actual... Like, yeah, story. I think so too. That's why I, I read that. Um, yeah, was any other first impressions? Not really first impressions. I feel like I said it all. <laughs> yeah, same. I was going to say, this movie also reminds me... We were talking about like how there isn't much behind the scenes, so we'll get into behind the scenes now, but... She, uh, Bobby Wine- Wynant, she's like a older woman who did a lot of interviews in Hollywood, like press junkets. So she has a really cool YouTube page where she has all these interviews with all these different actors from like the 90s, I think early 2000s too. So she talks to Bertolucci and she talks to Liv Tyler for this movie and she talks to, it's really weird. The one with Liv Tyler, she just kind of talks to her about like her dad and like not much about the movie literally nothing about the movie and like oh you turned 18 what kind of presents did people give you on set i was like i don't care about that (laughs) we're talking about the movie this is her first starring movie why are you not asking her about it so um she doesn't really mention that much about like the you know filming the movie or anything like that but then she talks to bertolucci and she's like oh this movie is so beautiful and it reminds me of the time i've spent in italy and i think that is probably one of the most common emotions that comes from it is that it reminds you of a time like yeah in your totally. life and when you're younger or For whatever sure. i know i i mean i watched it and i was like okay i i need to not make this movie about my memories but it does like even though it's not italy but it, it is very similar to some places in france that i you know have really fond memories of with my friends and like very much the same kind of lifestyle you know like swim and have dinner al fresco every day and like uh, stargazing and like be with all your friends and everything is like fresh and beautiful and Mm -hmm. yeah it's a happy happy times for sure yeah the same thing i had like the same i was like (laughs) it's like i'm sad (laughs) you were like oh i was like sad i was like oh to be 19 again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be 19 again in France or in Italy somewhere. <laughs> this amazing villa. I know. Just doing nothing, hanging out, like eating amazing fresh food every day. Like Just have fun. Just do just... it. Yeah, just chilling. Like I uh, do, riding I a bike, riding a bike around, like the whole nine. I was like, oh, memories. I hope some people watch this. I feel like, and this is rentable. This isn't like one of those movies that's hard to find, but... I feel like a lot of people are going to 
know this episode because I feel like ID, I think, wrote about it. I want to say like five years ago. They always talk about this visually because this is a pretty amazingly visual film. I I saw that article, yeah. Yeah, they did, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I know (laughs) they wrote about it. Some other people do. I mean, I'm sure like Nylon had a, you know, those pages they have in their books that have like, you know, private confidential and it's like someone from a movie and it's like how to get their look. Like they definitely had Liv Tyler in here because that was just like a thing. How to get the look. <laughs> yeah, it was like how to get the look from Ceiling Beauty. I was like, there is no look. The look is look like Liv Tyler or don't. Like that's the look. It's like either you can walk around with no makeup and like nothing done to your oh, hair no. or you just can't. Like, She's like a natural beauty. She she doesn't need anything. Yeah. That's crazy. It's really insane. I can't even imagine dressing her. I mean, because it's just like, we'll just put her in anything. I mean, honestly, like what? <laughs> what can she not wear? Mm-hmm. She can wear everything. Um. So yeah, what did you get for... Or do you want me to do the stats? Let's um... Still- well, I don't have much, so maybe I should just say what I oh, have. Oh, yeah, yeah, say but, what you got. Yeah, because there's a, a ton. I mean, literally, I, I we already said, like, she didn't want to do, do the nude. Uh, well, didn't want to be nude at all until the last second. She, you know, she said no, but it still happened. It was her first leading role, and, um, and, and she kind of talked in that interview that we watch on YouTube about it, that, like apparently, like Bertolucci couldn't really. He he was like not sure he would find the perfect actress for the role, and he I think he met her on his first night in New York, right? Mm-hmm. And they just had a conversation, and he was just kind of like, she was young, but then at times she was really matured and like seemed to be older, and she she was obviously like stunning and sensual, but then she would be like a little girl at times, and. Oh why do it's, guys describe? So weird. So why do guys describe then, women man, like that? I, I know it's weird, but I kind of see what he means. Maybe it's just the the, the choice of words that he. I feel like yeah, I totally understand what she means, but I feel like it's different coming from a woman. Like if Sofia Coppola is describing Kirsten Dunst like that, we're not going to think it's weird because no, we're the same gender. But if we talked about a guy like that, I would feel very weird. Like if I if I was talking about a seventeen year old actor that I met or sixteen and I was like they were really mature but then they were like a boy and then I, you know but then I'm writing the central story it's just like men can get away with it like no one they said can. anything you know no one well, said like then, this is weird I mean, yeah do you know what I mean it's just strange um, but yeah during this conversation I actually learned something um because I didn't know that Liv Tyler only found out that who her real dad was when she was 10. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was raised by Todd Rundgren, uh, the singer. Um, Do you know the singer? Do you know the Todd Rundgren? Oh, yeah, he's a really cool singer. He has, I want to say, like, two songs on the Virgin Suicide soundtrack. That song, Hello, It's Me. I've heard about us for a long, long time. It's Oh, you'll like it. It's cool. It's, like, 70s, like, easy listening. It's cool. He That song, there's another one. But, yeah, I think B.B. Bell, her mom... I think was either married to Todd Rundgren or something. So she just assumed that was her dad. Oh, oh God. Yeah, that she found out later. I forgot exactly. There is a story. I just don't remember off the top of my head, like, mm. how she found out. Yeah. So I feel like she could relate to the story in a way. Uh, uh, and he found, Bertolucci found this kind of, like, incredible. And he just said, like, it just felt like it was meant to be kind of thing. Do you know? I mean, it was. 
Um, so yeah, I, <laughs> that's it. And the villa that was used in the film was actually abandoned and restored by Bertolucci for the film. How cool. It's really cool. Like, ugh, I love the set design so much. Oh, like, so good. All the sculptures, I think, are are just so beautiful and how they just, like, scatter around the entire place. And I don't find them creepy. I mean, I think the one, the one by her window or that scene where she's, like, staring at them can be a little bit, like, hmm... But I, I, for the most part, I find it really like ethereal and like cool. Like mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, really beautiful that he's a sculpture and you know. I'm calling this now and in the future. Uh, this is how I want my life to be when I'm like 65 <laughs> plus. Like I want to retire to some type of house, like similar. Really, just I want to live like this, and I want to be able to like make art in this remote place and just somehow like <laughs> be able to live. I mean, this is like the dream. I- and this is how I noticed that I'm older because I was like, yeah, live, live is cool. I've seen this, but I was like, God, these older people have such a great life. Like, I'm just like watching it. Like, <laughs> look how relaxed and like their friends are coming over and they're like sunbathing outside. They have this like little dip pool. I was like, wow, this, this real estate is great. <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking about. Like the whole time, I was like, "No, this I know it is kind of so a dream nice. to just be somewhere that beautiful and kind of not watch TV, not have, not be on your phone or like be connected to the world like that." Do you know what I mean? Just yeah, just there's no there's no TV. I love that the only element of the outside world is like her with her Walkman. Like, I know, it's so and cool. that song, and I also love. Uh, I mean, I just love the, the the music. It's it's really cool soundtrack. Like all the music played throughout the film is is great. Um, I I mean, yeah. Um, Nina Simone, Billie Holiday. It's just also cool. I love it. And then also, if we didn't have the music involved, this could be at any time period. True. That is true. Which is cool. Now, it could be the yeah. 60s. Yeah, it could For be sure. the 60s. It could be the 80s. It could be any time. It's just the music kind of brings us into that like 90s alternative rock thing, which I love because there's like Hole and Liz Fair and Mazzy Star, like uh, female singers too, which is really great. Um, that it is a really good, like, you know, like female empowerment kind of thing because you feel for you know, Lucy, like, the whole time we're watching mm-hmm. her, we're just like, oh, please, like, you know, like, she's kind of finding herself, and she's, like, taking control, and she's learning about her mom, like, things she didn't even know, things about herself, which is really interesting, too, that it mirrors her own life, which is probably the reason why it's come off so well, because mm-hmm. she has a lot to pull from. Like, yeah, exactly. And I think it's totally believable that she will want to go back to a place where her mom spent a lot of time and where she was conceived and that's kind of all she knows um I, yeah i love that it is really cool that's super cool it's such a just you, fun sorry. movie yeah i oh, that's all you got right <laughs> I, I don't know why i interrupted you there but yeah um <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear about box office and because i didn't see that anywhere i didn't see the budget for the film cool all right i got it so imdb gives us a 6.5 out of 10 which how dare you that's pretty fucking low i can't imagine why rotten tomatoes gives it a 50 which i I was like 50 i was like that's an f 
Like mm. really? And then like, the I audience feel like makes reviews. Yeah. Audience score seventy five. So that kind of proves that the audience matters and not the critics because. 50 is so low. I was like, that's like a bad movie. If you're saying 50. That's I don't, like a bad movie. It is. I don't see why that would be considered like that bad. So 75, that makes sense. The budget, which I kind of find hard to believe, but then also not, was $10 million. So much of it has mm. to be going into renovating that farmhouse. because Oh, for sure. How, how much was well, his, unless his quote was high, is Bertolucci's quote might have been high. Jeremy well, Irons' quote was probably it, high, well, too. Well, that's what I was going to say. The yeah. Absolutely. Jeremy Irons, I mean, that's, you know. I also found him, like, the hottest in this whole movie. <laughs> I was like, I'm super oh, old. Because no. he's so cute. I, I he, have, like, a mini crush on was, Jeremy Irons in no, general. No, me too, but not in this film. I mean, at oh, least he I like his her, outfit. No. <laughs> I just like his outfit. He did, like, this really cool, like, navy kind of, like, uh, it was very like alternative rock, like something that Eddie Vedder would wear. I know. His outfit. I, was just, like, I think this we fancy cool. him because we're older, but I mean, dude, there's no way we would have like. I mean, I didn't no. like older guys at that age. I find older no. men creepy. I was like, oh, even like at 27 when I was like 18 seemed kind of wrong, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely did not even look at him when I watched this the first time. I was just thinking like. I wasn't into Joseph Fiennes either. I don't think he's all that hot, but uh, I don't even think any of the guys I thought was like particularly great in this movie. Honestly, Liv Tyler's uh, the hottest know. one in this whole thing. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> to well, be Rachel fair. Weisz is like amazing. I love her. Actually. Oh yeah, Rachel Weisz. Yeah, her her outfits were cool. So cool. So Can cool. Can we just talk about what we talk about in fashion? Which yeah, is... I only have a few notes. Yeah. 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 Um. So box office was four point seven million. So this did not make. The box office um, no. didn't make its money back. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that seems about right. I mean, this is one of those movies that was probably distributed by a major distributor, but it seems very indie. Like, it's not a movie that everyone's going to see, you it's know? It's true. Yeah. But I can see that. I can see why it didn't make as much. And I'm pretty sure this was the age of... I was listening to Matt Damon talk about this, which is strange because I'm not a massive Matt Damon fan, but he was talking about the strike and, you know, all this stuff going on now. And he was saying that they used to make so much money on the back end with DVDs and rentals. So, like, Mm. if back in the 90s when you didn't make all the money at the movie theater, it wasn't like a kiss of death like it is now. Because they were like, okay, we didn't make all the money here, but like people probably were going to rent Stealing Beauty because maybe in two years they're going to see Liv Tyler and other stuff and then they're going to go back and rent it or buy it. So they would make Mm. like millions of dollars on the back end. So they would still make money. So this one, the fact that it made like 4.7, that means that's just cinemas. So people don't always go see movies like this in the cinema, not back then. So also promotion, like, you know, you have back then it had to be in like magazines and commercials. because That's the only yeah. way you're going to know about it. So this probably made some money on rentals, but I don't have those numbers. But I think it probably made more money than that eventually. Yeah. Um, OK, so the only things I have, they're not even that much. Like uh, Jeremy Irons and Sinead Kuzak, who plays Known Me, Know Me, I think is her name. They're yeah. married in real life. I know they yeah. are. I love it. Since I love the 70s. Like a couple. <laughs> yeah. So cool. It's so, so cool. cool. They're still married now. Um, and then the only other note that I have, because you had most of mine too, but Alan Rickman was offered the role of Alex. Um, oh. And he turned it down. They found that in his oh. journals. Yeah. So that was interesting. That would have been cool too. I, I love Alan Rickman. So that would have been really cool too. But that's kind of it. I mean, everything else we kind of talked about. But there's a cool behind the scenes thing where they oh, Liv yeah. Tyler 
you know, tours the set and, you know, talks to the people. It's really cool. She's just, like, such a natural. She is. Also, the video is really amazing. It's, um... It's it has incredible music and it's it's just shot really like cool, do you mm-hmm. know? It's so cool. Okay, so let's move on to fashion. Louise, I don't know how to say this last name. Stamsward, I don't know. It looks like it's Dutch or maybe Swedish. Yeah, I don't know. But uh yeah, she does the costume. She also did the costume for the dreamers. Yeah, and maybe cool. some other things, yeah. That, it says that, wardrobe by Armani, sucks. which is cool. I guess the men. Is it everything? No, I, but it has to be the men because all the boys, not all the boys, but I'm literally... Hang on, let me check his name. The the guy that's like of Richard. Richard's outfit seemed like they could be... Um, Gregory, the English guy that she meets at the party... Oh yeah, Jeremy Irons. Um, they all seem to have like really. I mean, I literally was looking at the men's like blouses. Well, I mean, they're shirts, but they're kind of like blouses. Do you know what I mean? They're, it has. Like, it's, her, it's him though, right? Like, did he just do all of the stuff for her? Not for her. I don't think. There's I know no it's in that... the credits. It just says wardrobe by Giorgio Armani. So I figure but, that's what? like the There's whole no way thing. She's wearing Armani. I mean, that little costume. Sli- no? The floral, like, like dress with spaghetti strap? I can't imagine, but maybe. Yeah, this I didn't mean, I, seem... didn't, I didn't think so. But I didn't know. I think definitely Rachel weighs, like, all the boys. But I don't know if Liv Tyler was wearing Armani, to be honest. Yeah, well, I didn't... I wasn't sure. I was like, let me ask Jai, because maybe I didn't know if you made them. Maybe the the ruffle dress probably was. I, I wonder. I mean, I just but, know that I've never seen when it says, like, in the credits, the mm. opening credits, and it says, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it says, like, you know, costumes by Louise, and then it says wardrobe by Giorgio Armani. So I'm thinking that's the yeah. entire film. I definitely couldn't find that if it's, like, the entire thing, but... Yeah, I couldn't either. I was like, maybe Jai I guess knows. <laughs> it just seems like that dress doesn't, like, wouldn't be, but who knows? Yeah. yeah, unless he was just like commissioned to do the movie, like just commissioned to make costumes for the movie, like for what fits. And it's mm. like this isn't what he shows. Like all the boys, like even the sunglasses, everything looks very much like Armani. But I feel like Lee Tyler was probably wearing her own stuff, honestly. But That's what it looks like. But I don't know. I mean, I didn't know. I'd love to find that out. Actually, I know. I'm. I now. I'm just like. That's why I thought I was like maybe Jai will know if she knows like the no, what his clothes were that at that time, but maybe not. No, but I yeah, this is the boys definitely like everyone else, even Rachel's outfits, but not I leave Tyler's like she wears like she's wearing some uh, tailor shorts with like a shirt tucked in. She wears the floral dress quite a lot, um, just kind of basic stuff that she will probably have in her wardrobe. Do you know? Hmm. Except the chiffon, the, the ruffle dress, but that definitely looks Armani, but... Yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's just kind of funny. That was just like, oh, wow, okay. Like... Yeah, I do have... I mean... Yeah, I have... I don't have a lot of favorites, but... I do love... I'm obsessed with what... um What Miranda wears at the pool... Even though she's naked, kind of topless, she's wearing that scarf and then puts it around her, like like a dress. 
with a black hat. Okay, I just found out some details from the Armani Instagram, the okay, official yeah. March us. of March of 2021. They have a photo of Liv Tyler in one of those floral strappy dresses, and it wow. says, "He says for um, for this intimate and contemporary story, Bertolucci wanted the characters a playwright, a painter, an art historian, a young lawyer, all young men and women of a wealthy and intellectual." background to take on the role of true elegance without ostentation this is why the director and the costume designer louise came to me for a wardrobe to be created from the giorgio armani and emporio armani men's and women's collections so he did do so it's like custom so they just said you know yeah so it is it is everything yeah because he wouldn't have a dress like that in his collection but i guess if he was like commissioned to do the you know the wardrobe i guess Mm -hmm. you design something accordingly like something for a 17 year old that's not like a suit you know (laughs) yeah that's like free and flowy but like you know he can make it it's just not what he's known for but it's like he can do it you know he's like okay that's what you want because he did the um costumes and like granted that was more like him but in casino you know like with some of the colors and stuff are like kind of nuts but still it's still him doing like the tailoring and everything the tailoring yeah Yeah, which is cool i mean that's really cool that he got armani to do it you know yeah i mean that's i mean he was already pretty big virtually and they're in italian you know so think about how many people are needed costumes for the party scene yeah you know it's a lot it's cool though super cool okay sorry go on Miranda. Um, yeah, I just love that outfit so much. It's it's so chic. That scarf that then she wraps around her as a, like a little dress and a black hat. It's so cool. And she has like amazing jewelry as well. She just looks so, so chic. So cool. Um, I love that floral dress that Lee Tyler wears. Like, it's just really simple. But I mean, I had a few dresses like that too. Um. They're just great, like summer dresses, you know. They're really flattering. Like I love it. That's so nice. We used to wear that with um, Doc Martens. Do you remember? Yep. And I love the boots that she has on in the beginning when she gets yes, off the train. Yes, up again. They gotta be hers, right? Those have yeah. That has to be and the jeans and the sneakers. Yeah. Yeah, like that. I think has to be. I I'm obsessed. Totally obsessed with the red ballerina shoes. Oh yeah, people used to wear those those cotton ones. Well, they're they're having uh... a moment. They're everywhere right now. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh wow, those they have no support. Oh, (laughs) exactly my point. (laughs) It's like like, yes, they look beautiful, but I cannot wear anything that's too flat to walk around for a lot periods of time because my my feet hurts. But ballerina ballerina shoes are having a moment in fashion. They're everywhere, like literally, Lauren. That's so weird. You haven't seen them? I mean, a little bit. I've seen a lot of the ballet core, which is is now coming back in. Well, you know, like the ballet outfits. They tried to make a comeback too. like a, a couple of years ago, and some people had them, but now they're they're literally everywhere. It's the whole look with like socks and ballerina pumps and that whole like I wouldn't say school Mary Jane, like yeah. the Mary Jane strap, like that everywhere. whole vibe. Like I mean so much that i'm like hmm, do i need a pair 
<laughs> I used to have the Lanvin ones, the satin ones. Oh, really? Yeah, I had a bunch of those. I had like three or four pairs. I used to buy them on like eBay. I had black patent ones. I had red patent ones. I had I purple have, I satin black, ones. Like painted ones, yeah. They were cool. I mean, I I mean, shit, I would get those again. Those were actually really, they had like a good sole. Like they mm-hmm. were like sturdy and they had like a good uh, like insole in them. But I remember buying them, like, I spent way too much money on shit like that. But, you know, because I bought a lot of stuff, like, via celebrities, like, in the mm-hmm. early 2000s. Because, I don't know, I didn't really... I guess that's what we saw. We didn't have the internet. So, like, we'd see celebrities wearing stuff and be like, oh, that's cool. Uh, basically, Mary-Kate was, like, the one I would, like, really... If I saw her in something and I was like, oh, this is so cool, I'd buy it. But I think Nicole Richie, she had, like, a bunch of those flats. Those Longbound flats were everywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you remember... Um... Much later, Amy Winehouse, too. Uh-huh. That was, like, but, her I thing. Mean, it's a completely different aesthetic now, though, because it's literally, like, a whole look. It's not just the shoes. that like, you wear it with, like, crop jeans and a cute little girly top or a short skirt with uh, socks, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, like, it very is, it girly. It's very girly right now. Mm-hmm. Like, very much like um, a little house in the prairie. <laughs> Yeah, kind of like this movie. Like, it has, like, this vibe. Like, this is kind of the movie, you know? That, like, it's very much like that now. It's kind of crazy. I'm looking on the real world. I know. They have, like, the long-ass flats. She wears the shoes um, with some other outfit before, and then she wears them again for the party with the ruffle dress. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. And she's Um, tall, too. So it's like, she doesn't need height. (laughs) No. Doesn't need to I, I love how at the end of the night, um, she wears the well Gregory's coat over her dress and her hair is tucked in. I love that look. Mm-hmm. It's like really feminine, but then you have like a men's jacket over. It's it's just my thing. I love it so much. It's like a good kind of um. It's like great to turn down the girliness in an outfit, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And I like what Gregory wears. It's like really cool green shirt that's flowy. Definitely looks like silk. And it's tucked in. I just love men in, in that. Super in, in that Armani. Yes. <laughs> and and then obviously uh, Jeremy Irons, like Alex outfits with his little hat and the, the glasses. He's just really cute, like like the double shirt. I love that. It's yeah. So also, it's very English too, like old school English, you know, with the it's scarf really tucked cool. in and everything, like a silk scarf. It's so cool. The ascot. Yeah. Like the ascot vibe. He has the hat, like the fedora, the old oh, school yeah. fedora hat. It's just really cool. I would say those are my heart. That's it. I will say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. My first highlight was that outfit that she's wearing in the train station. I love that beige coat. That's like a long kind of trench coat. Oh, yeah. That she has I on. I forgot about it. Oh, it's I kind love of faded, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it looks like denim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like... Yeah, it has a really cool look to it. And then I love her outfit that she has, like the jeans that she has, and like the boots, like when you see the full outfit. And I like how she changes from what she was flying in to then what you eventually mm-hmm. see her in throughout the movie. It's a completely different style. So I kind of like that she's kind of like let go when she's in the countryside. You know, she's not wearing like a girly outfit like on the plane and like on the train. Like it's like she's now like feel comfortable to just kind of like wear loose stuff when she's in the country. So I like how yeah. they did show that she 
kind of dresses more contemporary. I want to yes. say in the beginning, mm-hmm. like you can tell, like oh, this is '90s. Like she's wearing like probably her own clothes or something. And, like this is what she probably wore to like get there. And then you mm-hmm. know she like changes. So I thought that was really cool. I love that navy blue like long linen shirt that she wears as a cover up when she's oh, going yeah. to the pool. And when she comes out of the shower as well, mm-hmm. not the shower, the bath. But yeah, it's cool. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, it's very like J. Crew. In, like, the 90s, the late 90s, mm-hmm. it was very, like, linens, and mm-hmm. uh, they did the whole costume for Dawson's Creek season one. So, like, she reminds oh. me of things that, like, Joey was in, in season one. Like, oh, that's true. Yeah, Yeah, that like, that whole yeah. vibe. Like, at least the summer bits, not, like, the fall when you see them later. But, but like, it's things that Joey would wear. It was very, like, free people and kind of, like, J. Crew-ish kind of vibe. So... It had that similar look, but obviously it was, like, even more elevated because it's Armani. So, like, mm-hmm. the tailoring of it's really nice and everything. I love that printed shirt that she has with the black shorts. Yeah, I don't love that outfit, but, yeah, I feel you would like it. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love that. I love the shirt. I think the shirt's so cool. Um, I love that she has, like, the white shirt that she ties up, and she has, like, the red. They look like they're, like, culottes. Like, they're shorts, yeah, but they that they're like wider. Cuts. Yeah, They were really like, big in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. I can never, like, pull them off the way she does, but she has such long legs that, she like, does. it's kind of be insane. Small because they, they in, back then, they were high-waisted and they had pleats at the front, uh-huh. which adds, like, a makes lot. Makes you look wide. It makes you look massive. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I like that. I love all those floral spaghetti strap dresses. I mean, those were so big. We used to wear them with the baby tees underneath, too. The white yes. baby tees. Yes. Like, that was a thing. Did that come back? Or, like, not really? Um, I feel like they came back, but mine is a tee underneath. I oh, feel like okay, it's just okay. a dress. You know? That was really cool. The guys just, they were all right. Like, I mean, the young guys, like the guys that she was with, they were wearing, mm-hmm. like, button downs. And, like, jeans or pants. But nothing was, like... It was just very classic. Nothing, like, really incredible. I did like the outfit that Nomi had. She had this really cool, like, work jacket. It was, like, a denim work mm. jacket that was kind of cool. Um, all of them looked great. I mean, even outside oh, yeah. of just live, like, all, everyone around just looked really, really cool. And I don't know. This just whole no, thing, I was like, let great. me disappear into this world and, like, never come out. <laughs> like... <laughs> It just looks so. It just looks so nice. I was like, oh, everyone looks so happy and nice, and they're dressed in like these amazing fabrics, and no one looks like they're sweating. Like everyone just looks like it's just nice and just super. <laughs> they don't look like they're sweating. They don't. Like you know, everything looks like cotton and like linen. You know what I mean? It doesn't. No one's wearing like polyester or like some fabric that you're just like, God, everyone must be sweating. Like it's it's hot. I mean, it gets hot in Italy. It's not like it's, you know, chilly. So, but everyone just had such amazing clothes. Like, I just, yeah, I know. it was great. Yeah. It's great true. fashion movie, I have to say. Um, okay, let's move on to music, which we already kind of touched on. But what, did you yeah. have any other standouts? Um, I mean, I love, ugh, there's just so many amazing songs. There's like the... Macy Star, that is mm-hmm. Nina Simone. What my baby? What is this song called? Uh, which think. one? 
the Nina Simone song that's featuring in the soundtrack. Uh, something it, like My Baby. Yeah, I was going to say, is it something like, I was going to say it's something My Baby. I didn't write that one down. Let's see. Where's Here, let me, let me see. I uh, love that Liz Fair is in the beginning. Yeah, I like it. I, I'm just not like a huge fan of hers, but yeah. Oh, Liz I mean, Fair. Oh, I like Liz Fair. No. Liz Fair is cool. Like, oh, yeah. My Baby Just Cares For Me. I love. Oh, Okay. Love that song. I like I like the Billy Holiday song too. Um Portis Head. Party scared at me. Come on. <laughs> I Jets. mean Stevie Wonder. Um it's got great, great great music. Music. This is another one that I really like. I'm trying to find it. Oh, there's Rockstar. Jimi Hendrix as well. Mm-hmm. Rockstar um, by Hole that she actually like sings to in the room. I know. My favorite. <laughs> So good. Yeah, I wasn't a huge whole fan, like, but <sighs> womp womp. She's fine. I just don't care for. <laughs> I, don't, I hate Courtney Love. I know you're like such a. Me and Jules are like, we're gonna have such a field day with this quote unquote memoir whenever it decides to come out. Yeah, you guys uh, should do that. Like, I can't. <laughs> you know, I listen to it, but I can't stand her. She's just like too much. Cocteau Twins. Yes, that one. It's, Another uh, one. I mean, literally every song is great. You know. This is one of those sleeper movies. I feel like if you if you see the trailer, you might think it's one thing, but it has such really cool like '90s contemporary bits in it. Totally. Like the fashion, the music, like it it is a real feat. It's that like it was both. Able to pull yeah, it off. I love how it works somehow. You know, because he mm-hmm. has like at times he just feels like a completely different movie, but it still works. It's hard to do. I mean, that's why he's one of the like big directors. You know. Like, it's yeah. really hard to do. Same with The Dreamers. The fact that that was all 60s, but still felt contemporary oh at the God, same I time. Know. You know, yeah. like, how do you do that? How do you balance that? You know, it's, it's hard to do. And also Mozart was in this. I mean, who doesn't love Mozart? Yeah, <laughs> so. there are a lot of, like, classical uh, so- like songs, like classical mm-hmm. music, which kind of, you need them in there, do you know? Yeah, oh, yeah it definitely adds to the, the mood and atmosphere. It's just such an atmosphere building movie Mm -hmm. i think cool all right well let's move on to our favorite uh scenes and lines what do you have uh for Um, any of your favorites i don't have any well i don't have any quotes favorite lines but i love i love the my favorite favorite scene is when she is in the bath tub and there's this poetry on the screen like oh yeah it's just so stunning. I love, I love that scene, the sh- house show and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just writing, and I love how the 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 poetry appears on screen. Um, love that. I love when when she goes with, um, Alex. She's walking towards the pool, and then they see them all naked, and he says something. Oh my god! I wish I could remember what he says. I didn't write it down. I forgot. He says something like, it's so natural. No, oh God, no, it's so natural. And she'll say, oh, come on. And then he walks away. Uh, but I just love that scene. I just think it's really fun. And Doesn't she hear them like talking about yeah. the fact that she's a virgin? So she knows that he told yeah. them. Yeah, because she, he's the and only she one that really she upset. told. Yeah. yeah, and she like walks off. But I, I feel like, like oh. it, it is so like, so European that to... to <laughs> Oh, that they're all, like, nude, sunbathing, like, older, together, like, who cares? 
this is why I love it. It is like that. It's just nudity doesn't need to be like ugh, crazy. Do you know what I mean? People don't need to be afraid of like. I, I just love that. I love how refreshing it is. You know, like yeah, I think we're it's... all friends and we're all naked and who cares? It's like it, this is how we came to this world. We don't need to be such prudes about yeah. Our we're bodies. living our best Especially life with your friends. You know, people that are close to that you're close to. I've, I mean, it's just, I think it's just, obviously it all depends on the environment. It's just such a, it's just so strange how Americans are just like, it's just ingrained in us. But, but it's it just... is because from a young age, everyone makes you aware that it's bad. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, of course you're going to think that if you're not ar- like around it and then you're told that it's kind of like, oh God, it's like a taboo kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think this is great for like the feeling of it and the emotion of it but it's like never anything i would ever see myself doing like ever i mean i think it's really great and like i understand it and i'm like <laughs> oh like, that's I so think great. It's really great but i'm not doing it never i would rather die especially oh my friends god, that's especially the friends you rather die i think i would I honestly would. I but even and around friends. friends, even even more. No, honestly, oh, I'd rather no. be someone I never see again than someone that I have to see. Like it just it's in my brain that it's just not gonna happen. Oh. It's sad. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know that I. I mean, I'm sure I could be broken out of it. I'm not like super old. You know what I mean? Like I'm not like 80. You know where I'm like, <laughs> no, this is what I want to do. Although if I was 80, I probably would be like, fuck it. You know, like I maybe the older I get, I'll be like, fuck it. I don't care, but at this point, I'm still, like, way too, like, no. Even, like, spas. This is why I don't like spas. This is why I don't like any of that shit. Like, I'm not doing it. It's not happening. Like... Yeah. I just... I wish you could see... I mean, I think you can, but I, I feel like... It, it, there's something really just beautiful and magical about... And liberating about being naked with, like, the people that you love. And it's not, yeah, like, sexual. I mean, it seems like it would be. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's a really weird, st- like, stance that I have on it. It seems like it's great. Like, I love it for other people. It's like, I love it for you. <laughs> but, like, that's not me. Like, I, I just can't. Yeah. And I also don't have friends who do it either. You know what I mean? It's not like I have, like people around me who are doing it that I would feel like comfortable like we're all the same you know so like mm-hmm. no one's doing it no one it would be weird if someone did do it so it's like any of my like close friends or anything so I don't know maybe when we get older these people are older than us in the story so maybe but, like something when I'm older I would do yeah. it but I mean yeah it's just I find it really interesting like how Americans can't just I mean I haven't really met any that could see this like I don't know. That would be even enticed by the idea of just like, okay, do you know what I mean? Like, because like I told you, I've definitely shared the story before, but I I often think about this and it's just so funny to me that my, my partner is American and for anyone that's listening for the first time, don't know that. And we were in France with all our friends and we're like skinny dipping and all of that, you know, like in the evening. And he just didn't want to join because he just, he was like, I don't want to see your friends naked. Totally like, valid they don't concern. Care. They don't care. They're not, I'm they with don't him. Care, I'm but... sorry. Yeah, I would be like, absolutely not. And I don't even want to see these people naked. And then so thought, I'm okay, going fair inside. enough that uh, somehow I, I get it. Like, it's so natural for him, even though I find it kind of funny. But I was like, okay, you, you know, you're missing this and kind of left him and then, you know, 
join or whatever. But then the next day we were at the beach and everyone is topless in, in Europe. Everyone. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, women. And there were so many, like, there was this beautiful, like, 45-year-old woman that had, like, insane boobs and we were all like look at those boobs they're so perfect they're like amazing and the boyfriends like my friends partners and everyone was like talking about it and I'm like telling my partner look look at her boobs like during the conversation he's like refused to look he was like looking away he's like don't ask me to look at some woman's breast I'm like he doesn't care no one here cares you know but he just felt so uncomfortable and I felt it you know I felt how uncomfortable he was yeah and it's also because they kind of jam that into your system that like i know it's just jammed in so early that like you don't do that and and also the people who do that in our society are shunned like they are looked at Mm. as weird so like you're like a weird hippie you're like it's odd it's perverse like so you never want to be that so it's like it yeah it's it's a weird psychological thing that's just been hundreds of years now hundreds of years yeah so it's hard to break and even if like Let's say like you have a child and you have a family and you guys are comfortable with it. If as soon as you bring other people from the same country into it, it like you can't expose anyone else to it. It might be something that you do with your family, but the minute that like it comes into contact with someone else, the vast majority of people are like not cool with it. So it's like, yeah, it's just, it is kind of weird. Like it's, yeah. I mean, it's just a thing. It's just a thing that happens. I mean, I don't know. It's, however the puritans and shit when they came here just kind of like instilled that like no this is what we're doing we don't do this it's all that christian shit it well exactly it's very rooted in like religion i I really think it's sadly attached to religion Mm -hmm. and all the puritanic crap you know that comes with it like catholicism christianity it's only for your husband like no Mm. one is to see that except for your husband like it's like that's just kind of like always in the back of your head that like you don't do even people who are like it's weird because even though america seems very like you know forward thinking and like they show violence they show sex and things and like movies and stuff but still there's like that element where it's like there's no like nudity it's like you have to like shield these kids from this and shield them from that but then you have shows like euphoria so it's like wait what are you doing like but it's different this is the thing it's like when an Ameri- when americans do it it's very sexual like in yeah. a perverse way mm-hmm. but when like the, the scene in the pool it's just kind of beautiful do you know what i mean it's so different yeah it's so different the way they show it it's just normal it's just like i don't know i yeah it's, it's yeah i don't know but Anyway, yeah, that is one of my favorite scenes. Just like everyone's having a good time um, at the pool, and I, I yeah, I like that. And I I really love when she shares that that moment with Alex. Um, she's reading her mom's poetry or diary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like her poetry, I think. And it's kind of the last thing she wrote, like what happened there, and he just kind of comforts her. It's just really sweet. I love their their relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a cool, like, it's weird because it's like he likes her because she's like this young girl and that she's like a virgin and that she's... He likes her, but at the same time, I feel like he's respectful of the fact that she 
she wouldn't try or push anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. He and he's also kind of living through her because he knows mm-hmm. that he's on in on the other side of life. Uh, apparently, in the behind the scenes, it said that he's supposed to be sick with AIDS. Although I don't with think AIDS. that's brought up. No, it's, it, it isn't said, but uh, you only find that when you read it. Actually. Mm-hmm. So um, so he is on like kind of like borrowed time you know like he's on the other side and he knows that it's like you know terminal so he i think it's interesting too that he's always kind of like wants to know about like who's she gonna choose as mm-hmm. like her first guy like who is i think didn't he say that at the end he was like who did you choose like yeah. in the in the ambulance or something like and he's like oh you did with this guy the english guy and she was like no no, like not him, because I think he saw her like the night before with him, and she was like, "No, no, no, not him," and he was like, "Oh, okay, well, like you know, you just make sure it's like like." So he's kind of like a weird like older brother, but also like a mentor figure, and like, also like, like a father, a father figure, figure of, at the yeah. same time. Yeah, it's like I do. I really like their relationship. Yeah, me too. I think it's um the best thing about the movie, like the closer she is with someone to someone you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's really cool and someone who like i mean isn't sexualizing her i mean at first he was like she's so beautiful like you know but um i love that he doesn't go past that you know what i mean yeah thank god thank god it wasn't like some old man that ended up the first time i watched them like okay is it gonna be some lolita thing again which is funny because he plays in that film too you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) And now I saw something recent. I still haven't seen Lolita, like the movie, because oh. I've just been kind of freaked out. Because I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. Freaked just... out. Yeah, because the guy is like old and she's like 14. I, I was know, like, that's but gross. That was like, it wasn't that unheard of. He was quite common back then. Well, yeah. And apparently I was just reading something recently that said that the writer, which is a, I forgot the guy's name, but... Yeah, Vladimir, uh, Russian, yeah. Vladimir or something. And mm-hmm. he was saying that, like, he was really annoyed or, like, this is all, like, alleged. I don't remember where I read this. But he was annoyed that people saw it as, like, a more erotic tale when that's not really what mm. the focus was supposed to be. It was supposed to be that, like, he was just enamored by this young girl. Like, someone mm-hmm. who had, like, their whole life in front of them. And you're kind of, like, seeing how they see life for the first time how they're like growing up but i think it was turned into more of like he's obsessed with her and he wants to sleep with her and i think that he was like that's not like what would the takeaway was but that seems to be what the public thought the takeaway was so that the thing kind of got like misconstrued with like the movies and the oh this is inappropriate and we shouldn't we should ban it and like all this so i should probably see it because i mean i like maybe read the book because oh that's right there's a book yeah i feel like i know what they're saying i mean i think it's tricky because you can see either way depending on how open-minded you are but have you seen the kubrick one isn't that the one from the 60s the 60s is the kubrick one i've seen it and i read the book do you like the book? Yeah, I like the book. Yeah. Okay, like maybe I'll maybe I'll read the book. Yeah. I think you should read the book instead. Yeah. And, and see. And but... then see the movies later. Yeah. But just to have a base of. Yeah. Of what it is. Yeah. Oh, it's so crazy. Um, but yeah, another weird thing. What about your? What are your favorite scenes in the Um, let's. Well, mine are different. Like I love just the opening and the fact that the strange man is like recording her and gives oh. her the tape. Okay, I'm so glad you you touched on that because I almost forgot. Like, 
what is going on there? Because that guy is the same one that comes later. And they make it look as, as if, like, he's more important in the film, mm-hmm. but then he's not. Because you recognize the bracelet, and then when he comes over, you see that he's wearing that bracelet. It's the same person. Uh-huh. But, I don't know, you kind of, like, get an idea that something bad is going to happen with him, but then nothing happens at Nothing all. does, yeah. I just love that sequence where he's, like, filming her, and you see her yeah. through, like, this VHS, like, camcorder... I don't know. I just, I just and love that whole the, bit. And throws the cassette to mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And like throws the cassette to her. I thought that was really cool. I just like that whole sequence. I just yeah, thought it's, that, was, it's that cool. was really cool. It's really um, cool. And then just like the app, I just love the whole like atmosphere from the plane to the villa. Like how mm-hmm. you see the countryside and she's, you know, in the cab and she's getting there. I just love the whole like, there's not much script. It's just seeing this location and like how great it is. I think that's really neat. Um, I think you already touched on the bit where she's reading, like, the poetry, and she's, like, mm-hmm. reading it in the windowsill with the candle. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. I like so that. Cool. Um, the, I mean, the whole scene is one of my favorites where she's singing to her Walkman. Just because I love it. That's her connection to the outside. I that, know. <laughs> that weird, like, acting exercise where they're, like, licking the mirror. That guy, um, I think his name's, like, D.W. Moffat. <laughs> it's really funny because... I did a shoot with his daughter and oh. in LA and he showed up. She was like underage. She was like 15 or 16 and I was assisting. I wasn't shooting her. And then he showed up to drop her off. And I was like, are you an actor? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, okay, you look, there's so many people in LA that you see like that, that are like not a list, but you're like, wait, I've seen you and stuff. And it was that guy um, who plays Miranda's, oh, wow. uh, what is his name? Richard? Yeah, Richard. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that was when I saw it again. I was like, oh my God, it's, it's like That's D.W. So Moff- Moffat again. Yeah. His daughter's beautiful. Um, I think her name's like Lily something, but she was rep by like this agency. She's like a really good model. But um, but yeah, that was kind of funny. But I like that acting exercise. And then when Miranda like walks in. Oh, and, gosh. Like they haven't done anything yet, but they're like getting closer. And he's like, okay, lick the mirror. And then she comes in like, what's going on here? <laughs> Well, he's aiming for that to happen. That's well, his yeah, goal. Well, yeah, of course he he's is. He's just disgusting. He's, he's gross. He's gross, yeah. She's like, what's going on here? I just thought it was really funny. And she, and then, like, yeah, um, Lucy's just, like, <laughs> like just, like, laughing about it. Um, I think that, that was, like, that was probably one of, like, the funniest bits. And then also there's the quote, there's no love, there's no love, there's only proof of love. That's also in The Dreamers. Um, yeah. What's her face? Yeah. Ava Green says that. So I don't know if that's like a Bertolucci thing, which it seems to be like a theme throughout his films is like I think so. proof of love instead of just saying you're in love with someone, mm-hmm. like the act of it. So I thought that was really cool. Um, let's see. Fucking when Niccolo brings in Gabrielle. <gasps> oh, he's awful. He's so awful. And Liv is just like, or Lucy, uh, she's just like, oh, Oh my god. The fact that he doesn't even remember her when she first sees him and and they come back from like Turkey or wherever they come and she's then she's not believable, but okay. No, I know. She's he's just like, huh? Like who is this? She's like, oh my god, I'm gonna fucking lose it. She's like been memorizing his letters and like all this stuff and she's thinking all this and, and I love that at the end you find out that it was like What's his name? Os- Osvaldo, I think. Yeah, the other guy. Yeah, that he was them. the one who wrote the letter, but then, like, didn't say it was him. I was like, this is kind of unbelievable, but okay. <laughs> like, 
I guess we'll go with it for the story, but but this is kind of unbelievable. But but yeah, so I like that that at the end she actually does get with someone who does know her, that it isn't just some random dude. Um yeah. I mean it's kind of random, but not like mm-hmm. ultra random, you know? So like it's someone that she has a connection with and she starts like reciting the poetry. I thought that was really cute. I do like the end that like, the way that she does get with him. Granted, not the whole, like, scene, which we all, all already talked about, did I not need know. to be, like, as... I'm, I mean, I'm so happy that she... Uh, that it was, like, a beautiful experience for her, you know? Yeah, thankfully. Because, I mean, we just read about this all the time. Like, Sharon Stone not knowing that they were going to put that fucking scene in Basic Instinct. She finds out at the premiere... She didn't know that they were No, he told scene? her that it was going to be filmed where there was going to be a shadow... Where oh, you yeah, wouldn't you wouldn't see it yeah, when you yeah. cross her legs, and then she said at the premiere she walked out because she saw it, and she was like, "You told me that wasn't going to be seen," and they were like, hmm. "Oh well." I was like, "These fucking yeah, men." I mean, directors do that all the time. They that you can't really get away with that now, but yeah. Yeah, I was like, God. So, I feel bad that she had that experience, and I think she even said in an interview it was like 2011 where she was like still talking about it. And also there's another thing, too, that someone was now posting the interview with Kirsten Dunst about Mm -hmm. how this one reporter was asking her about the interview with the vampire, like, Brad Pitt kiss. And it was, like, really fucked up the way the interviewer was, like, I mean, she was young. She was, like, whatever. She was 12 or whatever. And the way they kept asking her, they were, like, what was it like to kiss Brad Pitt? She's, like, um, he's old. So, like, I'm a kid. Like, yeah, she's, like, I don't know. It was weird. Like, I, I mean, he's, like he's old but the way that they were like goading her about it like you get to kiss brad pitt every woman in america wants to kiss brad pitt i was like ew and it was a woman like asking her like what was it like she's like what that is so disgusting i was like ew my god like so i really i'm glad that now things have evolved in that respect that it's like fucked up and why would you ask that but then when you see all these old interviews and stuff like you realize like how also like kind of how fucked up the 90s was like we act like it was like oh everything was so you know everything was so much better it was so cool but then some things you go back and you're like wait they didn't have consent for this they kind of just did whatever they wanted and had people had no way to speak out back then anyway so it was like well who were they gonna tell they're gonna tell a paper that was not gonna print it you know even like we romanticize a lot of decades is they also were super fucked up it's like i often you know romanticized about 60s and 70s but there was so much political turmoil and like things racism like mm-hmm. there's so many really fucked up things like vietnam war you know it wasn't all like woodstock like no you know not at all like those were as i always ask my parents i'm like if you could go back would you want to live in the 60s and 70s and they're like I'm well like, you no. know they're like you know what it was like living in mm-hmm. like the 90s and the 2000s like you want to go back to the cultural moments but I don't think you want to go back to daily life. And I was like, no. And they're like, it's like that for the sixties. Like, yeah, it was cool that we got to like see these artists, but there was still like segregation and like racism and like couldn't get a job. Like no one wants to go back there. Like no no one wants to go back to that part. It's like, you want the pop culture moments, but I was like, yeah, no one wants to go back to nine 11. I don't want to go back to a one, you know, I I have no interest, but maybe the movies and the music that came out like that, I want to relive, but I don't want to relive like, war and like bush mm-hmm. being president like i don't i don't want to relive that <laughs> that was bad enough 
So yeah, it's 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 cool to kind of be able to look back and then to take things, see how things have evolved. Like I'm glad that Liv Tyler is, is able to now speak up about it, so we get more insight into how she was feeling. But yeah, that's, that's kind of all I have. I don't have any like quotes. I feel like this movie didn't have any like zingers, like anything no, that I wrote down. I, you know, I know. Um... Yeah, I feel the same way, yeah. Yeah, it was just like conversations, which was really cool. But I definitely suggest this film. It's a perfect summer watch. Like, the ultimate summer watch. And we should all be taking fashion cues from this movie because it's pretty timeless and incredible. (laughs) It is, yeah. I think, yeah. I'm going to also link the soundtrack. And maybe I'll watch Last Tango in Paris. I don't know. I mean, I know it's one of those movies that people who are like cinephiles are like, it doesn't matter. Like, you need to see it. You know, I'm like, I don't, Mm. I don't know. But yeah, now that I know what happened with the actress, I don't think I want to see it. But it's just, I hear about it so much. Not hear about it. You know what I mean? But I I like see it referenced so much because I'm like, what's so great about this? All I've heard is the negative. I've never heard anything positive about it at all. But I don't know. People talk about it. But I'm going to link the um, Stealing Beauty soundtrack. Because it's... Yeah, yeah, I think there's probably like a Spotify um, thing on it. But yeah, it's super cool. So yeah, I mean, we're doing shit on Patreon. Sign up for that. Leave us a review, please. And now you can listen to the Patreon episodes via Spotify. So I'm setting that up. So you don't need to have uh, Apple. Because Apple podcast is like one of the few people that allows you to like put an rss feed but now yeah. spotify lets you so you don't you can have an android you don't need to have just the apple yeah, podcast really cool. yeah so that's cool so hopefully more people will sign up that way you can sign up through supercast which is really easy you don't have to create an account it's just like one click and you have it so yeah we're doing lots of stuff nip talk movies coming out probably oh we have to i meant to remind you to text this the other day we have to gear up for our September issue episode. Because remember how I said we're going to buy Vogue Yeah. now? We'll buy the September issue. I can just buy one copy so we don't have to both buy it. And then we can like make notes about what it looks like and then the documentary, the yes, September issue. Cool. So we can like yeah. compare and see what's happened. It's been, what, like 10 years since that documentary's been out? Maybe more? I think so. Yeah, it's been a while. I think maybe more. Long. The September I don't know. issue. 2009, wow, more. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, and that's on Amazon Prime if anyone wants to watch the September issue. It's good if you like uh if you like fashion and everything. It's you have to watch it pretty much. Yeah, I feel like I haven't really heard people talk about that documentary like recently. I don't know. No, yeah, not for a while. They need to do a new one. Do you think? Yeah, know. because I think this that? I think they do because I'd be curious to see September of 09, there were still models scattered throughout i'd like to see mm. the thought process and how they now have morphed into like the social media and like how they're trying to stay relevant i really want to see like those meetings and mm-hmm. like what anna says about picking covers now with like the kim kardashians and like the Zendayas, like the people that they probably don't want to put on the cover because they're so like selective but the fact that they have to like i want to hear them talk about like circulation and being like our circulation is down so oh, yeah. what are we yeah. going to do? You know what I mean? Like, we need to, like, get this person and Kendall Jenner and, like, whoever else that they get that you're just like, but they're not fashion. It's like, yeah, but we need to sell issues. I you know? know? Like, oh, I want to see gosh. those conversations <laughs> that I know they're having. 
Um, this is why I don't think there'll be one another one. Probably not. Yeah, because you'll see how they've like essentially sold their soul just yeah, to sell. Basically. Yeah, just mm-hmm. to like sell issues. Yeah, crazy. Well, if you don't have anything else to say about the movie, do you have any final thoughts? I, I don't. No. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, go watch this movie. It's great. It's a it's a real fun watch. And yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.